comes from kindergarten. And I, so I don't know exactly what age I would have been, but I'm guessing five. And it's interesting because a couple of your previous guests, I've heard them talk about when is the first time you can picture a memory. And so you wonder if, if it was made up or, or legitimate, but I, yeah. I can say it's a legitimate memory of kindergarten of my teacher, Mrs. Baker's classroom. And I'm playing with tinker toys, which were these uh, little, I don't know, a plastic circle. And then you put plastic uh, sticks in them and you make houses or you make up lots of different kinds of things, I guess. And so I can actually picture myself in her, in her classroom, five years old. And that appears to be the first memory that I ever have. I, I can't come up with anything before that. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, and where are you at the moment, Josh? And what are you working on? Yeah, so I am. I'm in Illinois. I'm about sixty miles west of Chicago, and I'm in a town called Sycamore, which is uh, some cornfields. But we're also a university town with Northern Illinois University. Go Huskies! And I physically. I'm in my basement right now, which has been converted to my home office. And I have uh, three kids that are upstairs uh, that you cannot hear because I'm tucked away back in my bar, which has Mm. been converted to um, my home office. And so I have to I have to wait until it's five o'clock here, though, before I turn and find a cocktail. (laughs) So tell me this, Josh, how have you been disrupted? over the last few weeks with the COVID crisis or situation? Yeah, so my business is financial markets. And so the stock market has been very impactful to my mm. business. And I, I advise high net worth clients as well as investors in their retirement accounts. And so this has been a very interesting challenge because so much of our business is about people and people and relationships often, for me anyway, require face-to-face interaction. Yeah, sure. And, and actually, I was lucky to participate in the Zoom conference that Seth hosted when he started these uh, co-working space here. And as luck would have it, my breakout session for just two minutes was with Seth himself. Wow. And, and so I talked with him about that challenge. And of course, in classic Seth style, he reminded me that having empathy and, you know, picturing myself in my customer's shoes, they're also impacted by this. And they're impacted in a very meaningful way when they look at their retirement accounts. And so I've been using this opportunity to to really try to connect with people, even though, in fact, I'm not allowed right now to to go visit them. Our state is under you know, full lockdown, the restaurants aren't open, the cafes where I would usually have client discussions. And so uh, we're, we're leveraging technology just as you and I are right now in ways to connect with clients that I never have before. Yeah, so it's, it's suppose because you're talking about people's future and, you know, it's, it is something that you really feel you need that face-to-face interaction and sitting down with them and um I'm sure that is such a challenge for you. And um, is there any opportunities within your current situation as a result of all this? Yeah, I would say 
it's an opportunity to be reminded that we all invest or save our money or spend our money for some specific purpose. And so it's a reminder for me to just be focused on what that purpose is. And your purpose is a slightly different than mine or any of your other previous guests. And so it's, it's provided a bit of a, a refreshing look to each individual and the different reasons that they are saving. Some of them is for what we all would think of as classic retirement, whatever retirement is. Yeah. In some of them, though, it's for their, their children. Some of them will never spend all of their money in retirement. And so we have a different time horizon that we're looking at then. It's generational instead of just living on income to fund my retirement. So the opportunity for me has been to remind myself that each individual person is a person and that they're doing something that's different than maybe the next client that I have in my portfolio. Yeah, makes sense. So it's just kind of opened up your perspective and everything you're doing. And I think this all all has. I, I read in the in the Wall Street Journal here an editorial that, you know, the the children, I have three young children they've come to enjoy uh, actually the coronavirus because they're spending more time with their parents. Yeah. And it's a bit of a just, I think we intuitively, we all know where our priorities are, or at least where they're supposed to be. But status quo and momentum, you know, ha- kind of just get us to go every day, day by day, maybe without thinking intentionally yeah. about it. And so I think it's provided an opportunity more than just within my my business, but also just when, within my life, just just recalibrating or at least assessing to be sure that I do have everything lined up the way I should. Mm, no, it makes sense. It's like as if there's been a pause in the whole world and people can step back and think, am I going the direction I want to go? Um, or am I chasing after the things in life that I truly want? And for me, it's been a time of relaxation and Mm. also thinking what I really want to do when everything is back to as normal as it can be. So it's it's interesting times. Josh, we're going to switch gears a little bit here and I would like to know what would you say is your greatest success? Yeah, it's a a tricky question for sure because there's many ways that you can you can go about it. I would, I'd say my greatest success comes from maybe my greatest challenge and, and how I got through it. And this was a time when my wife and I were freshly married Mm. and it was 2005, right before what became the other crisis, right in 2008 and nine, where it was more of an economic crisis, at least in the United States for sure. And, I had taken a job that was 100% commission. And so I had no regular paycheck and it was in the, in the real estate business. And it was a very poor decision that I made. And I, I look back on it and I made just enough for us to basically put groceries in the refrigerator and put gas in our cars, mm-hmm. you know, to, to go to work. And I committed to a year for this endeavor. I signed a contract with someone and I did it and I held up my end of the bargain. But 
what came from that though was a very deep situation with my wife where we thought everything was going to be rosy and that I was going to start a new career and I was going to make a lot of money. And we kind of had this vision mapped out for us that surely didn't start that way in the first year. And for us to navigate that through that successfully required a lot of communication. There was surely frustration that was built into that, but not allowing it to you know, impact what was a new, fresh marriage yeah. in a way that could have been uh, uh, constant fighting. And so our greatest success was to go through that in a way that brought us closer together without blaming, without, you know, second guessing, as well as maintaining our commitment to what was a one-year contract. And so getting through that was tremendously successful for our marriage right off the bat. Wow. So the, usually the next question is someone's greatest challenge, but it seems that your greatest success and challenge are wrapped in together. Would that be fair? I would say so. You know, I'm, I've we've been married. This will be our 15th year of marriage. I'm a young guy, but uh, we're celebrating 15 years this year. And so I don't have quite the length of time that say my grandparents do that are celebrating 65 years. Mm. But looking back on, on 15 years, I surely think that, but just like we talked about a little bit ago, I probably could have thought about a work success or, or a client success. But as we've kind of taken the, a pause, as you said, the world has taken a pause and I've been spending now, this is the 14th day, you know, that I've been yeah. in my house with my wife. I'll tell you, it's very hard for me to think of greatest successes that are outside the walls of this home right now, just given the time that I'm spending with my wife and family right now. Mm. That's powerful. So, Josh, is there any advice that you could think that you would give to your 18-year-old self? Much. I <laughs> I would say my 18-year-old self, uh, just for perspective, I was the first person in my family tree to go to a university. So I came from a family of laborers and construction workers, mm -hmm. and they told me I should go to college, but we never really knew what I was supposed to do yeah. going to college. And with that, I probably took a lot of responsibility and internalized a little bit more than what I I should have. But at the same time, I didn't take college very seriously. I had a lot more fun maybe than what I was supposed to as well. <laughs> and and so I, I have thought about this many times. And so, you know, the two things I would tell my 18-year-old self is you don't have it figured out. I'm 38, so 20 years, I still don't have everything figured out. You're not going to have it figured out at 18 years old. So accept that and yeah. recognize that it's okay. But at the same time, when you set your mind on something, give it your best effort. And so if you can recognize that you put your best effort in, you tried your hardest, and if it didn't succeed, that's okay because over time your life is going to be, it's, it's not linear. It's not all one straight line up. It's just like the stock market is right now. <laughs> it's up and down and up and down and directionally you still go up over time. And so I've thought about that a lot. And I would say, you're not going to have it figured out at 18. That's okay. Embrace it. But at the second time or the second thing is just, just try your hardest. Mm, that's good. That's really good. 
And is there one thing that you'd recommend to the listeners? It could be a book, a podcast, it could even be an item that you found really valuable in your own life? Well, Seth Godin is what brought us together here, so it's hard not to think of Seth you yep. know, in this this co-working notion that he put together so quickly. So I'm going to give two because one of them has to be Seth's. And so his recent book, This Is Marketing, was spectacular for me. And the one takeaway I had from his book, and I talk about it often, is dog food was not made for the dogs. It was made for the dog owners and so how good. you feel as the dog owner and that you're providing <laughs> something great for your dog. He says something to the effect of, I've never tasted dog food. But <laughs> Love that. And, and that was just so, so spectacular to be reminded that, you know, people like us do things like this. And, and so you've got to read that one if you haven't. But another one that I've really enjoyed is Deep Work by Cal Newport. And... He says, you know, kind of the thesis of his book is our ability to do undistracted work is becoming increasingly rare at a time that is becoming increasingly important. And so his book was spectacular to help me feel okay with something as simple as a 90 minute session away from my laptop or my phone that the world won't go away if I just study and work on, you know, whatever specific project I'm working on. And so that was a wonderful, a wonderful book for me, Cal Newport's Deep Work. So good. And um, it's, it's, it's something that's so true, like you said, it's, it's so easily to get distracted when we live in a world of so many opportunities. Yeah, sure. And it's, you, you could, yeah, back to my 18-year-old self, the amount of distractions available to myself 20 years ago, I look back and I think, I don't know how I could have really been distracted that much because we didn't even hardly have the internet at that point. I think we were still using dial-up, you know, to retrieve yeah. our AOL email. And so imagine being an 18-year-old right now mm. in the world of social media and the world of just unlimited abilities for us to be distracted. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. 100%. So, Josh, if you could send the whole world an email or, let's say, a text message, what would it say? It would say, everything will be okay if you have your priorities in line. And I think it's just as you said, the world has gone on pause here, which is why this your, your interviews idea is so great. People, we're all looking for opportunities, even if it's only as a proxy, yeah. to be productive, you know, to, to, to stay busy. And as we've all gone on pause, it's just given us this wonderful opportunity to say, okay, what was I working on? Was it the right thing? And, and it's not all the same for everybody. So back to the question you had before about, you know, what was I working on? within my job as a financial advisor, everybody's financial goals are different, but everybody's life goals are different. You know, you're, if you're single, if you're a college student, if you're married with kids, if you're not, we all have different ones. And so it, it sounds cliche. I know that, but I think cliches are rooted in truth. Mm. And so if, 
we can just take time to recognize things will be okay, especially in the situation that we're at now, just so long as we've got our priorities. And then probably I would say you asked for one thing, that, but I'd say one more is there are some things in our control and there are some things outside of our control. And the information that we have available to us, it just feels like everything could be out of our control. But the things that are, we just got to make sure we're focused on those. So good, Josh. Thank you so much for that. And um, thanks so much for coming on the call tonight. Yeah, this has been spectacular. I've been looking forward to it. I've really found a lot of use in Seth's virtual co-working space here and the discussion boards and just the community of people that he's impacted. Uh, the fact that I'm in Sycamore, Illinois right now and you're in Belfast, uh, he, he should find a lot of pride in knowing that he's helped connect people like this.